There is a secret weapon out there when it comes to boosting direct bookings, and it's in the form of a little box. Have you ever visited a Starbucks or a hotel or any coffee shop and you've wanted to use the Wi-Fi? To get access to the Wi-Fi, you have to give up an email address and your contact information. This technology has never been available before in the short-term rental or the mid-term rental market, but now it is. I've been talking about this company and my clients have used them time and time and time again, and the results are phenomenal. The company is, of course, StayFi. StayFi is a global brand and they are making waves in this industry. I am so grateful and happy to say that not only am I a client, not only am I a friend of the company, they are also now sponsoring the podcast. And when StayFi came to me and they said, hey, we want to sponsor the podcast, I said, well, only reason I will do this is if you can give a really cool discount to the Boostly community. You can get started right now on StayFi, no contracts, and get 50% off your first three months with StayFi. All you need to do is use the code Boostly when you are getting started. Again, just put Boostly to get 50% off your first three months. If you are serious about boosting your direct bookings, then you need to have StayFi in your tech stack. To lock in your StayFi discount and start cultivating your engaged guest list, go to stayfi.com forward slash Boostly. StayFi is S-T-A-Y-F-I.com forward slash Boostly and watch your bookings soar. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Boostly podcast. This is a podcast that gives you, the listener, the tools, the tactics, the trainings, and most importantly, the confidence so you can go out there and get more direct bookings. Today, we are going behind the host slash the spotlight series it's a little bit of both because we've got a very special guest where he's not only grown from zero to over 500 properties in a very short space of time but he's also now sharing he's, a, he's an author he's sharing all of the experience and that information with you as our listener and i'm really excited to to dive into that so our special guest today is brooke frouts is that correct did i pronounce that correct was the fouts yeah but close enough fouts uh, he's the MD and founder, uh, CEO of uh, Vintry. So think infantry, Vintry. And we're really going to be diving into the new book today, which is Vacation Rental Secrets. And this is all about how you as a host can avoid the top 10 mistakes that we see all the time in the short-term rental world. So welcome along, Brooke. Thank you for joining me today. I'm excited to get into this. Absolutely. Liam, a uh, big fan. Glad to be here. Uh, so yeah, really, really excited. Thanks for having me. So before we get into that, just let the listeners know whereabouts are you in the world and just give us a, a bit of a background to your history. Yeah. So um, I'm located in Baltimore, right outside of Baltimore, Maryland, which is uh, about an hour outside of Washington, D.C. I, like many other people, you know, stumbled into the short-term uh, vacation rental industry. I was actually in mortgage banking. That was I was a corporate finance major in college. Got into mortgage banking, thought that was going to be my career. And then uh, 2007, 2008, uh, kind of financial crisis, uh, put a kibosh on that. So ended up stumbling into short-term rentals. Uh, started a company uh, in Ocean City, Maryland that I founded. I did have a, a silent business partner in that business, but ended up um, yeah, growing that company pretty fast. Grew that company uh, from zero to 500 properties in five years. I exited that business in 2013. Then I had various other leadership roles within the, the short-term rental space, but almost all of it was based around inventory acquisition, all around growing inventory. 
Um, I really wasn't doing much on, you know, kind of the guest marketing. I was really wasn't doing anything operations. I was focused exclusively on the supply side of things and, and growing inventory. And then I found about four and a half years ago, I founded uh, Vintory. And the really the reason, Liam, I decided to start that was I'd go around to these conferences, I'd talk to people, and the biggest struggle that I found that everybody had was growing their inventory. And um, there was no companies out there that was actually solving that pain point. Uh, it was the biggest pain point that they all had. It was something that I, I absolutely loved. It was something I was super passionate about and something that I was blessed to be pretty good at. So I said, you know what, uh, let's, let's start a company uh, that helps professional short-term vacation rental managers add more properties. And that was kind of the catalyst uh, of uh, Vintory four and a half years ago. And uh, fast forward today, we've we've helped over 650 companies with their inventory growth efforts. We've got over 50 people, 50, we call them growth experts on our team that do one thing and one thing only, and that's help you grow your inventory. So that's how I got to where I am today. That's amazing. And talk us through how the idea for this book came along. Where did the, the idea of uh, Vacation Rental Secrets come from? Yeah. So I, I had no intent. So I did write a book. I wrote an earlier book called From Zero to 500 Properties in Five Years, uh, published that, became a bestseller in three categories in Amazon, uh, and just loved sharing all the information I have. But I really had no intentions of writing another book. But it was it was literally Easter Sunday this past year. And I, you know, the, the extended family had all left. I poured myself a big glass of wine. I sat down on the couch and just started flipping through my LinkedIn feed. And one of the first uh, things I saw was a post from somebody in a completely different industry, uh, actually in more of the software space, technology space. And he asked some other people uh, you know, within that space to share their top 10 mistakes. And I thought that was such a brilliant idea because a couple of things, you know, first it was, you know, you learn from your mistakes. That's where you truly find your learnings and you, you expand and you grow. And secondly, there was something about these top leaders, these like people that I idolized that were being vulnerable and sharing how, you know, they made these mistakes. And I just thought it was a fantastic idea. So I quickly picked up my phone. I literally uh, emailed it to four of my friends that own vacational management firms. And very quickly, I actually got a response. I got a response from a gentleman named Ryan Dame was the first one. I remember today, it was the 1026 that night. And uh, I posted it on LinkedIn the next morning, his top 10 mistakes. And Liam, it like it it went viral. I mean, the, the the engagement on that post was probably one of my my top posts ever. I mean, the the comments and the feedback and you know everything else. And for the next, uh, you know, and then I posted the next three. And uh, for the next fifty two days straight, I continued to post a top ten mistake from a leader within the space. But what was funny, people actually started coming to me out of the woodworks. People that I never even met before, and just sharing, you know their mistakes with me and I kept on posting them and it just got to the point. I mean, I, I could have gone on literally for, for, for years on this, but at a certain point I had to, uh, I had to stop it. And uh, what, what really became the catalyst of turning into a book was I went to a conference. I went to the Northwest VRP conference in Reno, Nevada, and uh, it was about halfway through my post. And a gentleman came up to me that I'd never met before. And he introduced himself. He said, Brooke, I just want to introduce myself. I want to thank you for this series you're doing on LinkedIn. It is by far the most uh, informational and value add posts I've ever read in my entire life. Uh, and I, I want you to know that I actually print out every one of these posts and I have a little three hole punch and I put it into a binder and I'm turning it into like his own little, like he turned it into his own little book. And from that point on, I was like, you know what? This information is just too valuable not to share. So that was when I kind of made the decision when I got home. I was going to kind of take all this information and and turn it into a book. So yeah, that's amazing. I mean, 
the fact that you're sharing that value is so useful to everybody listening because the thing is that you can learn from your own mistakes, but the quickest way is to learn from other people's mistakes. And if that's all in one place as short-term rental hosts, you don't know what you don't know at the start of this journey, especially when you're, when you're starting out scaling between like one and, and 20 units, you know, it's really, really difficult at that stage. So learning from people who have been there and done that is, is so important. So we had, we had a couple of people that actually commented. They're like, if I would have had this book earlier, it would have saved me hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, in, in those mistakes. And I, I couldn't agree more. So I, I've really truly believe. And again, I'm not the author of this. I'm just a person that pulled it all together. The 52 contributors are really the authors of this book. I really believe that this book is one of those books that becomes, you know, uh, the good to great, uh, you know, by Jim Collins for our short-term rental uh, industry, because it really is. There's some unbelievable learning lessons in there that become the baseline and you will save hundreds of thousands of dollars. You will grow much faster and uh, by by reading this book for for sure. Now, the cool thing is that we normally share the how to find the book right at the end, but for the people who have just tuned in just to find out, we will share it again at the end, but where can people find this book for the ones who are very yeah. excited? Yeah, so it, it's it's widely distributed, obviously, on Amazon. Uh, you can get it right there. You can get it on Kindle immediately. Um, and it's uh, if you want just a quick link, if you go to Venturi.com slash book, it goes directly to the uh, Amazon page, if that helps a little bit. Nice, nice. So for everybody else who wants to find out, obviously, more about what the top 10 mistakes are, what are some of the themes that you saw? Can you share, without giving away the secret source, obviously, from the book, can you share what are the sort of themes within it? Yeah, well, first off, just the, the format of the book, just so everybody knows. So again, 52 contributors, 52 co-authors. The first half of the book is everybody's you know raw feedback. I mean, even with misspellings and everything in it, I didn't change anything. I put it exactly the way it was. It's their top 10 mistakes. So that's the first half of the book. So if you think about it, 52 contributors, 10 mistakes each, we have 520 raw mistakes of, of the top leaders within our uh, industry. And then what happened, Liam, in the second, what I did was I realized very quickly that out of those 520 mistakes, they all bucketed pretty nicely and pretty neatly into about 10 chapters. And uh, so the second half of the book is, you know, one through 10, it's the 10 kind of uh, chapters, the 10 major mistakes that all these top leaders made. So I'll just give you kind of a, I'll just throw out a little tease and we obviously will maybe jump into a couple of these, but like mistake number one is based around strategy based uh, mistake. Number two is all around your team. Uh, number three was about systems and processes. Uh, four was finance and accounting. Five was kind of more based around like kind of cleaning, inspections, laundry, and safety. Six was communication, feedback, and guest marketing. Uh, mistake number seven was based all around inventory acquisition, obviously the one I'm pretty passionate about. Number eight was taking on the wrong owners and the wrong inventory. Uh, number nine was based around technology. Number 10 was about networking, conferences, community, and local competition. And we even had a little bonus chapter. It says, take care of yourself, don't take it personally, and don't forget to celebrate the win. So that's kind of the, the format of the book, but I definitely had some some favorites in there, uh, you know, uh, but I'm happy to dive into whichever ones you want to uh, go into. Take away, which one was your favorite and why? Well, I, it's probably too obvious, uh, but inventory acquisition, because that's what we do here at, at Venturi. It's all about inventory acquisition. Um, and I would say there's probably about four or five sub bullets within that, but a lot of it came down to what I realized was 
most people don't have a strategic plan to grow their inventory. Very often they have a very strategic plan to grow their guests. They have very like a, they have this marketing calendar built out a year in advance, but very, very few companies, uh, you know, they or they the mistake they made was not having a proactive strategy and not setting aside a certain budget to grow your inventory. Because Liam, honestly, the 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 lever that has the greatest impact to your top line revenues, your bottom line profits, and even building net worth is really growing your inventory. It's like a four to a six time impact of any other lever that you can pull. So what people realized was uh, that the mistake that they made was they just weren't having that proactive plan to go out there and do it. They weren't investing properly. They didn't have the right team around it. And a lot of them, uh, shameless plug for Ventory, they didn't have the right software to power that back end like we do here at Ventory. Um, the one you mentioned about team, because that is one thing for, for me as a, you know, outside of Boostly, I'm a short-term rental host myself. And the the one thing for me is thinking, well, if I double or triple the amount of stock and uh, it's, it's, it's even a mindset shift in itself, because when you first get your first place, you, you think you don't think of the nights as stock or the inventory as, you know, the rooms, but ultimately that's what we sell. You know, we're selling nights, you know, people can come and sleep in the places for, for money. So what would you say was some of the mistakes around the team building and that because my worry is if i was to triple or quadruple the amount of stock over a very short period of time i worry about the uh what labor and the operation side yeah. is gonna gonna draw from me and you mentioned you've got to look after yourself so you know those, those two chapters of how do you look after yourself and grow fast while um putting in place the the right team yeah, well, let's tackle the team first. So it really came down, I think it was like six or seven sub bullets of it. A lot of it came down to hiring, you know, hiring the right people, uh, make sure you're you're spending the right around time. You're you're putting the right systems in place to hire effectively and not just hire to fill a body because the wrong hire can cost you so much. We talked a little bit about uh, psychometric personality assessments. A lot of our, our partners, a lot of the people that were in the book uh, use these. These are like a predictive index. Um, and then we also talked about firing. Uh, you know, it's like you have that employee, you know, you need to get rid of them. And just usually you're really slow to do it and just not getting rid of them uh, quickly enough. There was a lot of discussion in the book of like not delegating, you know, like keeping everything yourself, you know, being a little bit uh, afraid to delegate, a little bit afraid to delegate to uh, virtual assistants. Um, that's obviously become more and more popular now, but it wasn't uh, a while back and people were slow to adopt that. Um, and then culture uh, was a big part of it, just, you know, building a really good team culture. And one that actually um, I really enjoy, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with EOS or Entrepreneurial Operating System. Uh, there's uh, this thing called the Visionary Integrator Relationship. So typically most, you know, vacational management companies are founded by this visionary, very strategic, um, very, you know, growth at all costs. And that is not usually the best person that, to build the systems and processes so you need this really good, they call it an EOS, they call it the visionary integrator relationship, uh, or it could be the CEO and the COO or the GM. And I, I, I fell into this one myself. I mean, I, so again, I grew Vantage from zero to 500 properties in five years. I didn't have nearly enough systems and processes in place. I still think to this day, had I had a really good GM, had I had a really good COO to build out those systems and processes, I'd have probably 10,000 properties under management today. Um, but the problem was I was really good at the vision. I was really good at strategy. I was really good at growth and sales and marketing. I was a horrendous operator. I was a I was awful at systems and processes. 
So the, the proverbial wheels were falling off the bus as we were growing so fast. But had I had that uh, really critical, important person uh, next to me, uh, I think we probably would be in a much different spot than we are today. What I love about that is we all as entrepreneurs need to self-analyze and know that there's areas we're great at and there's areas we're not so good at. And like you say, usually the founders are the the visionaries, the, the head in the cloud type, you know, like that sort of person. I've, I've been lucky enough to find a, a business partner. And the first thing before I became, you know, business partner was I, I did a test. I, I actually done like a wealth dynamics one, but there, there's many of these type of tests out there. And he's the polar opposite to me. And that was such a great sign that we were completely two different sides of that. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. What tests do you recommend people go and check out? You know, is there any kind of like off the top of your head that you go, do you know what? These, oh. are, these are pretty good. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that was what we were talking about before, those psychometric personality assessments, 100%. I mean, that was... Uh, a huge one. So predictive index. So there's a gentleman named Steve Trover out there with better talent. He uh, kind of is like the guy for the short-term rental space where he can help you hire and then help you fill those seats. But he also does uh, personality assessments. So uh, predictive index is the one that he runs that's highly effective. So I would definitely start there. I'd definitely call better talent um, because you know that was where I really realized the difference between me, uh, again, as the CEO and that visionary versus my GM. So I'm what's called like a maverick uh, in predictive index. Uh, and um, my integrator, my COO currently here at Ventory, uh, he's an architect profile, which is, uh, you know, I don't say it's polar opposite, but the very, in certain traits, we're definitely polar opposites, which he's got the systems and the processes and the high detail. And I'm more kind of fly by the you know, seat of my pants kind of a, a person. But, but again, we, we complement each other really well. It sounds like very similar to you and your uh, business partner. That's really cool. I've got to ask, is there, was there any mistakes around direct bookings? Was that mentioned in the book as Boostly? That's what we're all about. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, relying too much on uh, the OTAs. I mean, it was a, a standard one that, that came out uh, time and time again, for sure. That's cool. That's cool. And just diving into tech now, I know you've mentioned Vintry, you've got the the tech there. Is there any advice you'd have for the listener who is thinking, do you know what, I, I'm not sure if I've got the right tech stack. What sort of tech do they need to be considering and why? Yeah. So it's kind of ironic right now, uh, as we speak, I'm doing a new series on LinkedIn called My Tech Stack. So I'm interviewing uh, you know dozens and dozens of the top leaders in our space. And I'm asking them the simple question of like, what's your tech stack? What does it look like? What are you using? What are some of those hidden gems? Uh, and then what's one that you would just never, you know, let go of. And it's, it's really inter interesting to kind of see what some people are using. You have the standards, you know, the tracks, the streamlines, the breezeways, the key data dashboard, but then you have some of these, you know, some of these people that are really kind of, you know, taking advantage of Zapier or, um, Airtable or, you know what I mean? And making almost like their, their own, uh, tech stack and kind of integrating things together through, uh, APIs, which I thought was pretty cool. But from the book, it was. Uh, there was a couple, there was actually three major like themes within technology. 
And it's funny because the first two seem kind of contradictory, but the first one was take it slow. Uh, the second was act fast. Again, the, the polar opposite. And then the last one was due diligence. So what they talked about with taking slow is very often, you know, you can walk down a, you know, a, a vendor a showcase at a conference and get, you know, all the shiny things just start jumping out at you and you can start just like signing up for everything. And as I think Mike Harrington, you know, said uh, with uh, formerly of the Carolina retreats, uh, he he said something to the effect of your team isn't as excited about all this new technology that you signed up with. So I envisioned Mike coming back from a conference, you know, and he signed up for all these three different you know, new technology platforms. And he's all excited that it's going to make it much more efficient and, you know, tech enable the team. But guess what? Secretly, the team doesn't really enjoy it. Secretly, the team actually hates it. So just, you know, slow down a little bit, make sure you do your due diligence, make sure you uh, have done a good job. But I guess from the other side of it was some people realized that they they didn't act fast enough. They just sat on the sidelines before they actually switched. Uh, maybe it was, you know, I, I've heard a story, you know, it's like the average NPS of a property management software is like negative 18, you know, and it just blows my mind that people don't change uh, fast enough their property management software. But I think what ends up happening is it's such a bear to your team. It is so, you lose so many reservations. You lose a lot of that owner acquisition. So you're not acting fast enough when you know you got to do it eventually. So sometimes it's best just to kind of pull off that Band-Aid and uh, just do it. But then that leads kind of to the third bullet point there was make sure you do your due diligence. Make sure you're interviewing people. Make sure you're interviewing some of their uh, other clients. And don't just use the three recommendations that they give you. Try to do your own due diligence. What I did when I was uh, when I had my company and I was vetting uh, software providers is I asked them a couple different things. I said, hey, give me three references. That can be your brother, your sister, your uncle, whoever you want to be. But I also want to, I want you to give me the last three installs that have gone live. And I want you to give me the date that they did it. That way they couldn't really seed it with, uh, you know, just your proponents. You were actually getting a more a wider uh, swath of, uh, of people. So you can kind of get a good, uh, good idea of the due diligence. That's a great, great point. I mean, it, just being able to go in there and find that information, then like you say, there's no hiding for them. You're going to be able to, to check that out. So thank you for the share. Well, now, and here's another thing through, through my new series on uh, LinkedIn, you know, my tech stack, you will see, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of different, you know, tech stacks that people are using and you can actually DM them right on LinkedIn. And then you can find out, you know, directly if, uh, if what they think of them, get, you know, real raw feedback not filtered through the technology provider. And we're going to be sharing the link to LinkedIn at the end of this. So do stick around if you're listening to this on the Boostly podcast or watching on the YouTube channel. One question I've got asked, Brooke, is what top tip would you have for the short-term rental owners out there who need to increase their inventory? Is, is there like one thing they could go and do tomorrow or today, right after listening to this, to really help their chances of increasing their inventory? Well, so... I, unfortunately, uh, it, there's no silver bullet. I, I will say that that is it is the reason it's hard is what makes inventory so valuable is because there's a lot of systems and a lot of processes. Remember, we've done this over 650 times and there is no silver bullet. It takes time. It takes consistency. So I, I will say this, like the, the one hit I can give you is you have to be consistent. You have to continue to do it. And there's this thing called the gap of disappointment. So whenever, inevitably what everyone does is they end up canceling and they end up stopping like three to four months in in their marketing efforts. 
because they just, they don't see it's not going fast enough, but it's a lot like SEO. SEO does not happen overnight, right? It takes time. So the same thing holds true here with inventory acquisition. You just have to stick to the fundamentals. You have to stick to, uh, stick to it, be consistent and keep plugging away. But with that said, I'll give a couple uh, little hints. The first would be direct mail. Direct mail actually works. Uh, the, again, though, you need to be consistent. You want to continue to run those campaigns month after month after month. Uh, second kind of hack, if you will, is data. Uh, you know, inside the U.S., luckily, it's really easy to get data. Um, outside the U.S., it's obviously very challenging to get that uh, that data of your targets that you're going to go after. But again, 50% of all marketing just comes down to your list. So make sure you get a really good list. And there's multiple different places you can get it from. Uh, you can go out there. You can you get there's list brokers out there. You can get it from. There's um, uh, you could scrape the OTAs. You can scrape uh, large venture backed conglomerates. Uh, you can get vacation rental permit data. So if your city, county, or township requires a uh, vacation rental permit uh, in the U.S., do the Freedom of Information Act. You can actually get that list, and you can start targeting those people. Um, but again, yeah, be uh, be consistent with that marketing. Another surprise for me was uh, cold email outreach. So uh, this is one that actually works really well. We have a partner in Kauai. First email campaign he sent out, he signed up two properties immediately. Average gross booking revenue was about $100,000 each. And he ended up signing up a third property uh, a couple of months later from that one email campaign. But there's a lot of different little hacks you can do with that. I wouldn't use uh, I wouldn't use your regular primary email servers. I would use something like uh, Mailshake or Lemlist. Uh, they'll ensure those emails kind of get delivered to get you know, make sure they're not going into the spam uh, folders and make sure they're uh, not getting blacklisted. You know what? That is such gems of advice in there. And I mean, we're always saying at, at Boostly, you know, direct bookings, it doesn't, there's not a sudden switch and you just go do this right. thing and it suddenly works. And in the same way, I've been listening to uh, Alex Harmozy recently where he just says, you wouldn't expect to go to the gym twice yeah. and then suddenly be really buff. It's exactly the same with anything as business owners that that we do. So ultimately, if you do all these things right and then add consistency to that that's how you're going to get the the result and that is amazing so i think we need to let everybody know about the book where the proceeds go and why because that's, that's something which we've not mentioned yeah so thanks for bringing that up so um you know remember i i, I didn't write this book what i did is i just kind of compiled all this from these you know co-authors these contributors uh so i it just didn't feel right to make a dime off of this book because it was really built by the community the short-term rental community so 100% of all proceeds go to uh, advocacy efforts for the short-term rental industry. So really proud of that. Uh, so we'll be making donations throughout the year, probably quarter on a quarterly basis to various organizations. Obviously, VRMA is going to be a big one of that and some other local uh, organizations as well that, again, that are all fighting for short-term rental uh, advocacy uh, efforts. So really excited about that. And again, you can go to, if you just go to Venturi.com slash book, that'll redirect you directly to the uh, Amazon page where you can you can buy right there. And uh, that leaves us with the last couple of questions. So on Boostly, we like to just mix it up at the end for our, a random question. Brooke, if there was any time period you could live in, which time period would you choose and why? You know what? I mean, this is not going to sound original, but I love where we are right today. I love technology. I love how fast everything is advancing. I love what's happening with AI. I mean, I'm just... I'm, I'm thinking of how like AI is going to change the world, but I like it when it's in those early days. So I was really blessed, really lucky to be in the early days of the internet. You know, I was in college when really the internet came out. I was, um, 
Uh, obviously, you had to grow, got to grow up and see kind of mobile phones evolve. I got to see social media evolve. And now we're in those early days of AI. And I just think that this this has the ability to completely transform everything we're doing. So I wouldn't change a thing I'm doing because uh, I absolutely love it. And I would I, I love where we are uh, right now. That's a great answer. And ultimately, it's, it's like gold rush, isn't it? When it comes down to AI, the possibilities, uh, and I don't just mean monetary, but just the possibilities, the creation, the things that we can do is going to be exciting. So I'm going to throw the mic open. How can we come and follow you on LinkedIn, you mentioned, and, and the other channels? What's the best way to do so? Yeah, I'm very, very active on LinkedIn. I usually post every single day. So uh, again, just uh, Brooke Fouts, uh, P-F-A-U-T-Z, or you can follow Ventory, V-I-N-T-O-R-Y. Uh, or I'm happy to help. I love helping out people. Feel free to email me if you have any questions. There's anything I can do to help you out. Uh, Brooke, B-R-O-K-E at Ventory.com. Email me and happy to uh, answer any questions that anybody has. Thank you so much. And of course, if you're listening to this or watching on the YouTube channel, then you'll be able to see those in the show notes so you'll be able to refer to those links brooke that leaves me with the last question which is what mantra or motto do you like to live by and why yeah so um i think i've had this probably since college uh i used to write this i used to be in a fraternity and they they asked uh, to write in the, in the black books when all the pledges would come by and the mantra i always had and i still love uh, to this day uh you know gosh 25 years later is uh you know carpe diem you know seize the day I love that. That's uh, that is the film. What's the film? Is it um, Robin Williams? I can't remember. Yes. Dead, Dead Poet Society. Yep. Dead Poet Society. Yeah, absolutely. And and just in general, obviously, it existed way before that film as well. But yeah, what a great way to to bring it to a close. Is there any last closing comments before we uh, call it a day? Yeah, I think uh, just uh, I'm happy to help out. Like I said, reach out to me if you need anything. Uh, I have another book out there called From Zero to Five Hundred Properties in Five Years. That is really the playbook to help anyone that wants to grow. I give literally the the playbook. I show you how to do it, and it's uh, there's a lot of good steps in there. Like I said, it was a, it was an Amazon bestseller in three different categories. So you know, feel free to find it. You can find it on Amazon as well. Thank you so much, Brooke, and thank you too for listening to the Boostly podcast. There's lots of places you can put your attention. I really thank you for putting it with Boostly. I urge you to share this with a friend or anybody else who is going to get value from it. And go and check out Brooke's LinkedIn and, you know, go and check out the book. Please do buy the book. It goes to a good cause. And ultimately, if you can learn even just one thing from that book, and I promise you, you're going to learn a lot more than that. But ultimately, it's going to be very worthwhile. So thank you so much, Brooke, for coming on the Boostly podcast. Thank you, Liam.